I'm Paul Weegraf, Director of the Delaware Division of the Arts and your host for today. In the studio with me is the Executive Director of the Delaware Symphony, Alan Jordan, and joining us by phone is Maestro David Amato, the Music Director of the Delaware Symphony. Welcome both of you. Thank you very much. Thanks, Paul. It's great to have you here joining us. Uh, our purpose today in, is to talk about an upcoming concert, which is really exciting, uh, and a subsequent related to that recording project that the Delaware Symphony will be engaged in. Uh, a concert coming up with the, uh, uh, at the new Geipel Center at Sanford School featuring the Brazil guitar duo. Uh, let's start first with uh, David. Let's start with you talking a little bit about this concert from a from a musical artistic perspective. Why the Brazil guitar duo? How did you find them and uh, make make that connection for this really exciting concert to happen? Yeah, well, it, it, we're very excited to be welcoming them. I, I think um, you know when we made this. Uh, CD a few years ago with the Los Angeles Guitar Quartet. I didn't realize that that was a that that we were going down the plucked string instrument rabbit hole, <laughs> and I think that it was uh, it was very successful. That recording was very successful, and I think to the extent that uh, one could get a reputation, a positive reputation for um, accompanying guitars, I think we got it by virtue of that disc. So. Um, you know, there, there have been some phone calls, there have been some uh, inquiries about the Delaware Symphony, and when, when, these, guys, um, when these guys showed up, uh, Joao Luis and Douglas Laura, Brazil Guitar Duo, it really was very interesting to me because they brought with them the prospect of recording a piece that has never been recorded. And I, as far as I know, I'm not sure it's been played in the States by the Cuban composer Leo Brower. And it really seem like an exciting prospect to just simply perform it. And that kind of morphed into this idea of, of recording, and then what else were we going to record? And we dug up these other two wonderful pieces for two guitars and orchestra, uh, one by uh, Gismonti and the other by Paolo Bellinacci, and we're going we're gonna to do them all. And it's, uh, it's going to be an incredible exploration of repertoire, of, of Latin repertoire for two guitars and orchestra. And these pieces are new to the symphony, are they not? Correct. They're new to the symphony. They're new to the Brower is probably new to 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 pretty much everybody. Um, I mean, it hasn't been done in this country, as far as I know. Um, the Bellinacci has been done a little bit, not much, and uh, the Gismonti, I think, it has existed in other forms. But uh, as far as I know, this is, uh, if not the premiere, a very early performance of this uh, of this version of it for two guitars and orchestra. And and the Brazil guitar duo has performed internationally. I mean, they're in, internationally renowned. They they are, and they're also amazingly young to have such an incredible international reputation. Um, you know what's amazing to me about guitar ensemble, whether it's two or more, is that. You know, with the guitar, you're either making the sound or you're not making the sound, right? It's not like with a with a string instrument or a wind instrument or a singer. There's a there's a margin before the sound really maybe is totally full voiced, where you can kind of sneak in, right? But but with piano and with guitar, it's either on or off. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the idea that that two people can with such precision play as one. I still find 
incredible. And, you know, I've, I'm in the business of helping people play together. And even so, I find it amazing. Well, you know, the, the, the story goes that the, uh, the Brazil guitar duo was down in Havana, I guess about a year and a half ago, at the Leo Brower Music Festival. And they performed the, the world premiere of a work for two cellos and two guitars. And the cellists were Yo-Yo Ma and Carlos Prieto. And during that festival, that is when uh, Joao and Douglas asked Mr. Brower if it would be possible for them to do the U.S. premiere of the Book of Signs. And so that's what kind of got things going. And this has been such an exciting project that uh, Mr. Bellinacci has notified us. We didn't invite him. He contacted us and said, I'm coming to Wilmington. I want to be part of this. So we will have Paolo Bellinacci with us. So this really is a, a feather in the cap of the, of, of the symphony and, and, and Delaware, really, to have this caliber of musicians joining uh, with the symphony. And and David, to your credit, the recording you referenced earlier, I believe, even uh, got a Latin Grammy nomination, if I, it did if indeed. I remember correctly. So it yep. really speaks to the caliber of the symphony and the work that you're doing with them. And to bring in these uh, renowned musicians for these uh, these pieces is, is really exciting, mm -hmm. I think, for Wilmington. And also an opportunity to... Uh, for Sanford School to show off their new uh, Geipel Center, which I think is just now opening. It's, it's, it's brand new. I think tonight is the grand opening right, this evening. Right. So, yes. So, uh, we, I think, will be the second performances that take place at the Geipel Center. This The, the, the weekend, the opening weekend, the, the school is presenting MAME. Right, um, right. I think three or four performances. But then we come in and we get to give it a, a real test out as an acoustic mm -hmm. venue. Well, that's really exciting. And for our listeners, before I forget, uh, for more information on the symphony and the program, you can go to www.delawaresymphony.org. And for tickets, you can uh, go directly to the, uh, the Grand's ticket site, ticketsatthegrand.org. Uh, now, this concert is going to lead into, I, I mentioned earlier, a recording uh, project which uh, is also really exciting. Alan, why don't you uh, uh, give us a little bit of background, or David chime in too, but let's start with Alan, on what it took to lay the groundwork for the recording side of this project. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, my understanding, and this, a lot of the, the groundwork was laid before I even arrived, um, but my understanding is that the, the Brazil guitar duo had been working with Noxos on a recording, a CD of all works by Leo Brower, and that recording uh, was subsequently released back in November. However, I think it's next week in New York City that they're going to do some kind of release party at the uh, uh, America's Society in, in Manhattan. Um, but that conversation led to another conversation, uh, I think initiated by the, the duo, uh, that they were interested and had received the permission of Mr. Brower to record the Book of Signs. The symphony was brought into the conversation, and um, Noxus is very excited about this project. The symphony is excited, certainly the, the duo is excited, and we think our audiences will be very excited too. And, and one of the things that I'm happy about was that once I got here, uh, we were able to uh, engage the services of one of the, the greatest recording engineers, uh, certainly in this country, uh, Adam Abe's house, who uh, comes down from Pelham, New York, uh, that week to do the 
recordings. He's had wonderful relationships. In fact, when I called him, he was just coming back from recording Joshua Bell and the Academy of St. Martin in the Fields in London. I think he's going to be in Australia before he gets here. So, I mean, he gets around a lot. Uh, but he's great to work with. I've worked with him before. He's easy to work with, which cannot be said about every recording engineer. So I think David and the orchestra will have a good experience with him, too. And where will the recording take place? The, the concerts will be recorded live. Okay. And then after the Sunday afternoon performance, we've held the orchestra so that we can do what's called a patch session mm -hmm. uh, to take care of those spots where maybe somebody coughed during a soft piece or, mm -hmm. you know, a stand got clunked or something. So uh, all of the recording will happen that weekend. Adam will take the, the raw footage and and put it together and we'll have back and forths with david and the duo uh before we send the master recording off to noxos for production so it, it actually will be a recording of the live concerts yes and as you say sort of edited for to, to cover for audience. Right, right. And we get two shots at it, yeah. which is nice. Which is uh, yeah. two, two, two performances. But yes, I mean, that's always kind of exciting when people can, you know, whenever the CD comes out, people will be able to buy it and say, hey, I was at that performance. Now, I'm curious, and David, maybe you can speak to this. In, in setting up a, a project like this, uh, likewise with the previous recording, uh, did the symphony have to demonstrate anything to the recording uh, company uh, about the caliber of the symphony or how, how does that work? I mean, how do they determine, yes, we want to use the Delaware symphony for this? Um, well, uh, let me first speak to the, to that initial project a few years ago at the Los Angeles Guitar Quartet. We, we at first as a symphony uh, hired the, the quartet to come and play as guest soloists for a, set of subscription concerts like we hire artists for pretty much every one of our concerts and they came and um, I think they were they were really impressed with the quality of the orchestra and with the work environment and um, we also happened to bond uh, the, the five of us bonded over uh, mostly over coffee <laughs> um, and we had a great time we we're all coffee nerds and um, we uh, we decided when, I mean, they asked me, they said, hey, we're having a great time. The orchestra sounds terrific. We've got this project. What do you think? And I said, sure. And I think that their endorsement was sufficient for the recording company. Uh, and I think that um, by virtue of having done that with one recording company, having that under our belt, I think that there was a similar kind of process that was you know, jacked up a little <coughs> bit because we had that reputation uh, that's going on now because, because these guys, the Brazil Guitar Duo, has this pre-existing relationship with Brower, has this pre-existing relationship with Noxos. And so I think that it was sufficient for them to say, hey, look, they've done this recording with LAGQ. We know you. We know them. We think they're great. We think you're going to think they're great. And that was the end of it. Well, that's, that's really exciting. I, I want to get into some sort of the logistics of this project. But first, remind our listeners that you are tuned into News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. Our guest in the studio today is the executive director of the Delaware Symphony, Alan Jordan, and joining us by phone is Maestro David Amato, the music director. We're talking about the upcoming concert at the Dipel Center at Sanford School uh, featuring the Brazil guitar duo, uh, but also talking about the recording project that is uh, a component of that. Now, that clearly puts a whole 
new level of, of, of logistics on this whole project. Alan, if you could speak to the logistics, everything from how, how you are, how this is being organized, how it's being funded. Mm -hmm. I know there's, there's a, an opportunity for community support for this really exciting project that will benefit not only the symphony, but really the, the greater uh, Wilmington and Delaware communities. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there, there are obviously additional costs um, uh, to record. Most of those uh, costs will be additional payments to the musicians, the performers, um, but we did have to hire the recording engineer, and uh, we did put together a video uh, to help us to promote the whole project. Um, and, uh, you know, when all is said and done, above and beyond the normal costs for the live performances and renting the hall and the the staff and everything it, it's going to end up costing the symphony a little over seventy one thousand dollars more and we you know refined that budget over the last few months and started uh reaching out to some close friends of the symphony for some support uh to date we've raised um most of that uh we decided long time ago that we wanted to end the campaign with a more broad appeal and uh we are we launched actually just recently a kickstarter campaign uh it's the first kickstarter campaign i've been a part of i understand that the the, the delaware symphony had one before uh but it's been a while and uh the initial response has been great but our goal is fifteen thousand dollars and with kickstarter the deal is if you don't achieve your goal, you don't get the money. Right. So it's really critical for us. Um, and it, it, it's, it's like Bernie Sanders. Uh, we're looking for lots of small gifts. We don't need one big gift to make it all work. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, people who make gifts of 10, 15, 25, 50 dollars, uh, we'd like to see some really large, uh, broad, ba broad based support for this. And uh, the information about the Kickstarter campaign can be found on our website. Uh, there's a link to the Kickstarter. Uh, page and like I said, we it, Kickstarter has told us that when you hit the thirty percent goal early on, that's usually a good barometer for your your chances of success. And we hit thirty percent in less than forty eight hours, so that's good news. But there's still another seventy percent to raise. So uh, this project is going on now through March fifth, March fifth at eleven fifty nine. PM is when the cutoff is, and we're hoping that people will go to the Kickstarter page, uh, read about the project. There's about four pages of information about it, including what people get. I mean, if you sign up at a certain level, you get a CD. If you sign up at another level, you get a CD that Douglas and Joao and David have signed. Uh, there's lots of uh, it, it, it's a fun project too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think I think people enjoy reading about it. Tell our listeners a little bit. Uh, David, about how what a recording like this or your previous one, what that does for the musicians, how you know their their excitement about this project and 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 what it contributes to the reputation of the symphony. Well, I think most of the time, uh, performances, what we do as musicians is a is kind of ephemeral. I mean, it's we do it and it's done. And we can talk about it and remember it, but rarely is there a document that we can share. And I think that the, the act of recording um, really asks a very different set of, uh, of demands from all of us because it is not ephemeral. Um, 
the, we, we need to make sure that you know, everything is really in place for posterity. Not that we don't try and make sure everything's in place when we perform live, but it's, it's a, and not recording it, but it's a different set of disciplines. And so I think musicians come into this with a, with a, um, with a kind of different brain on, knowing that, um, that we've got two performances to knock this out as well as we can in a patch session. And it's going to be owned by people, and they're going to listen to it over and over and over, we hope. And it's going to be scrutinized in a way that uh, one-off live performance can't be. And so I think that that's a, that's a wonderful challenge for all of us. Um, and I think recordings are a great way for us to get our name beyond uh, the communities that we serve. It's a great way to get our name not just around the country, but really around the world. Uh, to get our name into the guitar community uh, in places that are, you know, far flung. And it's, uh, it, it, it only is something that enhances our reputation. So we're very excited about doing that. What are the considerations in the concert hall the day of? How would it look different to an audience member? Or, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, are, are there any differences from just attending your... Mike. Yeah, any other live uh, concert? Yeah, more mics hung. Yeah. Okay. The, the audience will not see a lot more. Uh, I think the one thing that we as the staff have been talking about is we want to try and minimize the distractions and the noise, the, the ambient noise. Uh, so we're going to ask our audience members, uh, especially that weekend, to, you know, not leave during the music if they leave the hall they're not going to be allowed back in uh, you know it, it, we, we just want to do things that will reduce the amount of effort needed during the patch session right. uh, but right. otherwise i mean i think people i i think the orchestra certainly david and and the duo guys there's going to be a little bit of extra adrenaline there and i think that's going to translate to two amazing live performances mm -hmm. and and the patchwork will be done uh, the, the second day after the uh, Sunday, Sunday, 45 minutes after the concert's over, we start the patch session. Okay, once you get the audience get out. The audience the, out. Get the audience out. Yep, the give the orchestra a chance to, you know, get a cup of coffee or whatever and then go to it. Now, what in a way, that's, that's one of the things I'm most concerned about are those 45 minutes. Yeah. 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 Because, you know, we, we, don't, we don't have a lot of time to sit and review right. what has been done or what needs to be done. So we're, we're all of us are going to need to be totally engaged at every moment in every performance and have a mental list so that in those 45 minutes all we're doing is writing the list down i was going to say because you don't have time to s sit and listen to the entire concert no. before you nope. go back right. now that's where the recording engineer is really going to come into play my my sense is that the the duo and david and musicians and the engineer are going to be talking saturday a lot right what was good, what we need to focus on for Sunday's performance, and then he'll be checking off that list Sunday, and then what's left is what they're going to focus on during the patch session. So it's conceivable that the Sunday concert could in part be patchwork for the Saturday concert. Is that it will, yeah, the yeah. Friday performance. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Friday, right. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. Interesting. So what are the logistics after all of that is done? <laughs> uh, who, who sits in on the final editing? Well, usually I think that the recording engineer will give raw 
uh, um, copies to the the principal. So David would get one and the the duo, and they would get back with to him with reactions, initial reactions. Then he will do his magic, and it'll be a back and forth. It's like you know proofing a brochure or anything like that. You go back and forth with it, and you keep on listening and refining, mm-hmm. and then you get to a point where you say. This is as good as it's going to get. So, so by attending the concert, by contributing to the Kickstarter campaign, you really can become a part of history. A part of history, Delaware. yeah. So and and we've really labeled this unique. we've labeled this this project a cultural confluence. And I think we were fortunate, coincidentally fortunate, that you know at the time this was coming together, the relationships with Cuba mm-hmm. uh, have have been warming and changing. And, and we certainly want to capitalize on that time in history. Uh, hopefully we can do a job of helping to expose more of this country and the world to the great artistry that comes out of Cuba and at the same time show what's wonderful down in Brazil too. Mm-hmm. Well, we have just about a minute left. David, if you wouldn't mind running through what the program's going to look like again for our listeners. Yeah, sure. Well, we've got on, on the first half these three works for two guitars and orchestra. We have this uh, work of Leo Brower called Signs uh, for two guitars and strings. We have uh, a work of Paolo Bellinacci and one of Egberto Gismonti, uh, all for two guitars and orchestra. And then on the second half, we're going to be playing Berlioz's Symphony Fantastique. So a, a really exciting combination, and, and as we mentioned earlier, uh, New works for the symphony, new works for Delaware. And did you see the Brower is a, a U.S. premiere? Absolutely, yeah. As, as far as I know, it has only been performed in Cuba. Right, right. So I don't think anyone else has heard it. So really, really exciting opportunity. And, Alan, if you would just quickly uh, remind our listeners about the Kickstarter campaign and how they can help be uh, a part of this uh, amazing project. Sure. Uh, we are uh, working to raise $15,000 to support the overall budget of $71,000 for this recording. Uh, as of this this uh, interview, we were up to about $5,400 raised, so we need to raise another $10,000 almost. And people can do that by going to the Delaware Symphony's website, DelawareSymphony.org, and there's a link right there on the homepage. Well, Alan Jordan and David Amato, thank you so much for joining us today. We look forward to an exciting concert and wonderful recording. Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity. Thanks so much.